This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome back to Rams Talk Podcast. Uh, this is a bit of a weird episode. Uh, we're currently recording this on Thursday night because we've realised everyone that knows how to use the software to record is away at the weekend. So it's a very impromptu episode, but we've got some really funny stuff hopefully coming up. Uh, there's two of us today. So I'm Jake and I'm joined today by Mr. Jamie Page. How are you, Jamie? Yeah, I'm good. We're a bit we're a bit light on numbers, aren't we? Tonight we and also this weekend. So how dare we have holidays? I know, I know. Everyone's gone away at once, which is yeah, pretty pretty terrible. But yeah, we, we we've got some stupid questions. Basically, I'm not going to sugarcoat it. Uh, we've been coming up with a, a couple of silly ones. Um, we've not told each other what the questions are, uh, so we've got questions for each other. Hopefully, it'll be a laugh. If you've got any ridiculous questions as well, please let us know in Spotify comments or on Twitter or whatever. Um, and I'm sure we can include it in the next episode as well. Um, so, Jamie, you've got a really good one uh, that you've been bigging up to me. What's your first question? Well, the questions that they're in all WhatsApp groups between Derby fans, I'm sure. Um, and one I put, I think, to one of my friends recently, and that is, who would survive the longest on a desert island? Are we talking in the current squad? We can do current squad, and then you can have a rogue one that gets, you know, flown in and and kills the uh, that one, I guess. <laughs> well, Louis Sibley dies. Um, I think that's that's the first answer. Sibley lasts about three minutes on a desert island. <laughs> I just can't see. Him. I can't see him surviving longer than about five minutes. <laughs> oh, who would who would be the best one? Have, have you got anyone in mind from the current squad? No. Um, <laughs> Poor lad. Actually, I think yeah, I think they'd all I think they'd all struggle to be honest. But yeah, I agree with I agree with your point on Sibley. I think he'd try and swim to safety and and, and realise that there's no <laughs> there's nowhere else to go. But yeah, I was I was thinking more. I tell you why, just because of what I've seen recently on TV throughout the whole promotion campaign, it's got to be Darren Moore, isn't it? You know, he makes oh. the unachievable achievable. So. He's a big lad. Is that too? Isn't he? He's a big he lad. Is, yeah. eating, that is. On a desert island. He is. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> it's true. But, you know, this guy's this guy's magic, isn't he? So, um, he is. And I imagine he'd, you know, he'd be able to befriend any anything or anyone he came across, you know. And, uh, yeah, I'd, I'd go with Darren Moore. Come on, you've got to give me a name now. You've got to give me a name. 
I'm trying to think. I think we've got a a track record of players that maybe are not the brightest <laughs> that, have, uh, <laughs> that have played for us. I mean, Shinny came to mind because he's off his head, isn't he? So he just charged round fist fighting Komodo dragons. So you know, you don't know, you don't know how long he'd last. I'm trying to think of who else would be. I've gone blank now. In the current squad, I feel like Corey Smith is a switched on man. I feel like yeah. I feel like he's got something going on up there. Um, Joe Wildsmith, oh, he'd have no hair, Joe, would he? That'd be a that'd be a rough time. Struggling, he'd, he'd struggle. I'm trying to think. Who else have we got? James Collins dead. Five <laughs> five minutes. James Collins has gone. James Collins would probably try and fight a. I don't, know, I don't know what animals would be on a desert island, but he'd, he'd fight something. He'd fight, he'd he'd fight Louis Sibley and win. <laughs> he probably would. He probably would. That's why Sibley died so early. <laughs> on the note of um, Corey Smith, by the way, in some prep I was doing for another episode, I found out his middle name. His middle name is Sheridan. Sheridan. So his name is, is Corey Sheridan Smith. And Sheridan Smith is actually an actress. Ah. Do you know that? No, <laughs> that's nice trivia. Interesting fact for you. It's not as good as Lewis Norman Dobbin. I think that's my favorite. That's very true. Yeah, I'm, I'm not sure why Live Score had their full names. I think <laughs> Liam Thompson had his middle name as well. Cashin did. I think it's Aaron Joe Cashin as well. Just the youngsters. Just the youngsters that get middle names nowadays. <laughs> oh, yeah. I think of the current squad, Corey. So I think Darren Moore's a good shout. Um, I feel like Gregor's Rajak through pure psychotic energy would would survive a fair amount. Um, who else have we had? Oh, Steve Davis wouldn't last very long. Um, I don't know why. I've just got that feeling. That's, Steve a, Davis. that's rogue. That's so rogue. Steve, <laughs> where's Steve Davis come from? <laughs> I just feel like he wouldn't last. I've not got a lot of faith in our lads. Yeah, uh, that's fair. Steve Davis. Um, Chris Porter again, you know, Jay McEverly, probably not lasting very long. Stephen Bywater again, he might get by again through sheer, sheer psychotic energy. Oh, I don't know. I feel I like... think it, if it wasn't more, I think it'd probably have to be one of the Scottish lads, though. Yeah. Maybe Bryson, you know, still stomach. I mean, being up there is living in the elements, isn't it? So, it is. you know, you're used to extreme weather conditions. It's slightly um, elements. It is, yeah. But <laughs> yeah, go on. Darren Moore's a good shout. Darren Moore's a good shout. So we'll stick with Darren Moore then. We'll stick with that. We'll stick with that. Okay. So I've got a, a question, um, which I, I kind of mentioned to you before we started recording, and that's the slowest fast player we've ever had. And you know those players that we have where they come in, everyone's like, they're rapid. And like everyone expects them to be like swashbuckling, flying down the wings, you know, beating everyone for pace. I know it's more of a modern thing than a classic thing, but you look them up on FIFA and they've got 90 pace and you're like, wow, this guy's going to be quick. This guy's going to change the game. I've got a player right in my mind who, when we signed him, he had 90 summit pace on FIFA. I remember everyone going, he's so quick, you know, he... A uh, little bit of a spot. He played up in Scotland uh, and he was in Scotland uh, for Dundee United. Uh, you might be able to guess who I mean now. Um, he was flying. No one could catch him. He was so quick. And then he came to us and he was just like the same speed as everyone else. <laughs> Is there anyone that you can think of? I don't know why you, when you said that, I thought about Barkhazen. 
And then I was like, have, have, have we even seen him at full pace this season? I don't, I don't think we have really, have we? But everyone said that he was quick. He was kind of direct. And I, I, I think because I'm comparing him on the other side to Mendes Lang, he's probably quicker. Mm. Do you think? Yeah, I think he's probably um, Maybe Barkhausen. Again, Nick Blackman came to mind just because I think that was that was another name that I mean they they also told us he was good at football. Um, <laughs> I remember actually funny story about Nick Blackman. I knew because we saw we signed him from Reading. Is that right? Yeah, yeah Reading. Yeah, two and a half. And a Reading. Well, I think. Oh, a Reading fan was literally laughing in my face, saying, <laughs> "Honestly, I don't." He's li- he scored that one goal I think where he kind of. He did a step over and smashed it into the top of the roof. I think that's why we signed him. Um, but yeah, they were just like, "Yeah, I'm so glad that I'm so glad he's gone." So, yeah, maybe Nick Blackman. But again, I'm not I'm not remembering them being slow, fast players. But I, I guess you're talking about Johnny Russell, right? Yeah, Abdul Kamara. Now you've been talking about Nick Blackman. Abdul Kamara is another one that's come to mind. He was built up as being like the quickest player on earth, and he was just like not that quick. Yeah, Johnny Russell definitely, definitely. Yeah, but he did do a flip when he scored. So he did, he did it once. Athletic. <laughs> no, he was quick, but it was like he was made out. He's he's in the Barclays and camp, isn't he? Where like everyone's like he's literally the quickest player to ever live, and then mm. he, played, he he was not the quickest player to ever live. So it's funny one with Russell because I feel like I mean. Kids absolutely loved him, didn't they? Mm. He was just like the poster boy. And I think everyone kind of loved him. But really, I mean, is he any, is he, was he any better than wingers that we've, because I mean, back in, like back when I was a kid, it was Tommy Smith. Mm. Like Tommy Smith was proper winger. And I would put Tommy Smith, you know, head and shoulders above Johnny Russell. You reckon? Was Johnny, was, yeah, I think so. With Johnny Russell, you're younger than me, you see. So you're you you had an impressionable mind yeah, when he was. I do remember them scoring both. his goals. I remember them both. I told you, a good player. I think I think Russell's a better player. I think Russell's numbers are definitely better. But Ooh, they're, they're both that's... they're both decent, weren't they? I take both of them now, <laughs> even at their current ages. I probably still take them both. Would you have Johnny Russell back then for next season? Nah, nah. I I say that I would, but I. And, well, we've seen on Twitter, haven't we? Anyone that follows us on Twitter will know that uh, Adam has been getting battered all day today uh, because he said he'd, he'd take Tom Ince back. Um, and everyone's like, it's an ex-player, we can't have him back. Because, you know, it is. Uh, and I agree for 99% of players, some of them, you, you can go, yeah, he'd be all right. Like Will Hughes, like if Will Hughes is going to come back, you're not going to go, nah, sorry, mate. <laughs> Played for us before. <laughs> but, um, yeah, it's, uh, yeah, maybe. I'd think about it. I bet he's really slow now. Yeah, well, he's he's over there, isn't he? Which is um, so weird to think that he's over there, Nathan Burns over there, Josephiak's over there. Like we kill careers that people have to go to the MLS, don't we? Too. He's only thirty-three. I thought he was older than that. That's young. Yeah. <laughs> That's young for our currency. He's, he's got another five years in him. <laughs> it does. <laughs> On the flip side, I was just thinking, because I'm going to say things that come into my brain, not like normal episodes where I have to wait around to, to talk, but <laughs> on the on the flip side, is there anyone that you didn't think was quick, but absolutely like, you know, you, you looked at them for, where's this pace come from? 
Have you got one in mind? Is that why that's the question? Yeah, pure, well, purely pro- probably because I didn't know enough about him uh, before he got to first team, which was Festy. Oh, Because yeah, Festy, yeah. Festy was quick. And was. everyone has said, yeah, he's a good player. He's got a bit of pace. But I mean, when he used to stand players up and then knock the ball past them, like, I, I think there's a, there's a difference as well between like acceleration and pace. And I think yeah. Eberselli over like 10 yards was just lightning. Um but then again, maybe he could have been beaten over 100 meters by by somebody else. Mm. Trying to trying to think about another. Have we even had quick players? <laughs> Paul Warren, get some quick players. <laughs> get some fast players. No one seems fast anymore. <laughs> That's true. A season of watching Hayden Roberts plod up and down the left hand side. We've just completely forgotten what pace is. That's true. <laughs> And there's no ex Rotherham players that have got any pace, so we're, um, you know, yeah, that's not good. <laughs> we're not going to be, we're not going to be signing any. It's so funny, isn't it, that we just seem to be linked with every ex Rotherham player that's that's kind of going at the moment. Saying that as well, we, I, you know, shout out to myself right now. I said about Alfie May, and then we put out the episode, and then two hours later, we are being linked with Alfie May. What do you reckon about that? I mean. Yeah, <laughs> it's decent, isn't it? It's decent. He'd be a good signing. I think he's the sort of signing we need. Uh, hopefully, by the time this goes out on Sunday, we've signed. Uh, I mean, we probably won't, but it'd be nice if we did. <laughs> I think we really need a signing early. I know that this sounds delusional, doesn't it? But if if we're building a new team, we've got to build a pretty much an entire new team. And mm-hmm. we've only got a few weeks to do it. So if we can get them through the door now... They'll be ready for our really impressive friendlies against Matlock, Chesterfield, Stoke and uh, Chef United, which I'm looking forward to. Right. So the, the testimonial. So oh, I read and you, you can <laughs> you, you, we, we can just skip over it. But what I read was that Craig Forsyth had to choose opposition and stuff like this. So he has actually chosen Stoke, right? I don't think he has. I think it had to be agreed with the player. Like the player had to agree to it. I don't think he sourced the. Op- I mean, I could be wrong. I could be talking rubbish, but I don't think he sourced the opposition. But it's weird because they're like, oh, it's going to go with our pre-season schedule, and and then it was like, oh, old players can't play, so it's just a pre-season game. Basically, it's just a, just another pre-season game against Stoke. Yeah, it's just just a bit boring, isn't it? But well, maybe he's the. Si- yeah, I mean, maybe his decision to have a testimonial came late, or the other thing I was thinking is maybe Warren was on the fence about giving him another year. Maybe don't know. I don't know. I don't. Nah, we got that done so early though, didn't we? Like we got that. Did done, we? Yeah, it was pretty much before the end of the season that we signed another year. So. Well, yeah, but I guess logistics of sorting out. To normally, I'd imagine you'd have to have a bit of planning for that kind of thing, right? Mm. Yeah, it's weird. Know. It's weird. I don't know. It'd be nice. Yeah, it'd be nice if you got a good turnout. I mean, I'll I'll, I'll go. I'll, you know, obviously I'll go. But it's of course it, you will. It'll be yeah, of course. <laughs> Die hard. Yeah, but it'll be it'll be weird. It'll be weird because that Sean Barker testimonial was good. I really enjoyed that. Did you Did you go to that? Didn't go to the Sean Barker one. I went to the Ted McMinn one. Yeah, you yeah, went to that, that didn't you? Well. Yeah, I was there as well. Yeah, I was, that I was, was incredible. Speech, but yeah, that was a good day. 
but this is the thing this is what testimonials are, are meant to be about and you know if he had a bit if there was a bit more creativity there he'd probably sell quite a few tickets yeah. i just think it's a little bit it's a little bit you know a little bit silly to to make it part of the pre-season friendly and how many people are you going to get going to that i mean a few thousands what... yeah yeah I feel bad for Fozzy because obviously he's expecting. Well, he's not expecting, but he. I, I'm sure he'd like it to be a pretty much full house and everyone to come round and great atmosphere, everyone having a laugh. But instead, it's going to be a pre-season game, probably with a rotated team throughout the game, and we're just going to watch us play a really boring championship team. So it's you know it's not even a fun championship team. Yeah. Like the, team the team they've chosen is literally the dullest of all the teams they could have picked. <laughs> And it's like, come on. <laughs> it's just Yeah, yeah. like choose choose Forest or like a top five team or something like that, at least. <laughs> oh, I don't know. Yeah. I know. Right, this Enough is too moaning. serious now. That's too serious. We need to get back to the silliness. So my next question is who would win in a cage match between these four players, right? And I want people listening into this. If anyone's got this far, fair play to you if you have. Um I want people listening to this to send their opinions as well because the four I've picked for this cage match are Darren Moore, Curtis Davis, Ben Davis, and Martin Waghorn. Right? I've picked a, an interesting bunch. I've picked some people that are naturally big, some people that have spent 20 years in the gym. I want to know who do you think wins that cage match? I'm going to come across as a massive Darren Moore advocate, aren't I? <laughs> who is the nicest footballer I've ever met, naturally? I'll just put that out there right now. Um, I mean, yeah, he is, he's brute force, isn't he? Mm. I think the, who's got the most brains out of them four? I mean, it's not, I don't think it's too hard. It's probably going to be Curtis, isn't it? It's Curtis, yeah. Um, so, um, I, I, I'd have to say between those two, I don't even, do you know what? I don't even remember Ben Davis. Really? He, he, well, I do long. remember, I do remember him. <laughs> It was wasn't he? We talk about players that were meant to be quick. Wasn't he meant to be like a free kick specialist? And yes, just, he was. He was awful. Yeah, <laughs> <I> remember <laughs> that was a so I was special. That one foul on the edge of the box. Oh, is Ben Davis going to step up? Expecting something. I think nine times out of ten he hit the wall. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean that's the only that's the only thought I've got about him. So yeah, I'd have to say between Darren Moore and. Curtis, um, I reckon Darren Moore would would you know go for the Achilles if you pardon the pun, um, and get the and get the win. So yeah, I'd have to I'd have to go for Darren Moore. No, I think Darren Moore would be too nice. I don't think he'd want to hurt anyone. He's a nice guy as well. Yeah, a, he's a bit of a pacifist, isn't he? So I reckon Darren Moore would be so nice he just let let them beat him. Uh, I Possibly. Think, yeah, Wagon, you know. He'd stay silent and sit in the corner and not perform at all. And then on the last minute of the cage match, uh, he'd you know step up and he'd be seen as the hero. So I, I think Wagord will sort of hibernate throughout and then come come out at the end and win. Uh, ben Davis, yeah, he'll what? I don't know what he'll do. He's just a muscly short man, isn't he? <laughs> uh, I think Curtis Davis will throw him out of the ring. Um, and then, oh, it's a cage, isn't it? Throw him out of the cage. Uh, and then Curtis Davis, he's he's a big guy, isn't he? He's no nonsense. But again, I think he might just be a little bit too nice. I think he'd be like, oh, you're right, Martin. And then Waggle and sucker punch him. So, yeah. I was expecting you to say, oh, he's got a mistake in him. 
Too soon. Too soon. <laughs> we can't say that too soon. He'd, yeah, he'd foul Waggon and get sent off. Yeah. Yeah, or the referee would disqualify him for something that he didn't do. <laughs> something along those lines. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. Cage fight between Derby County footballers. Love it. If it was going to be all Derby players of all time, who do you reckon wins? Mo Konjic. I was going to say Jack Stubbs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a shout. I reckon him and him and Mo Konjic should be the the final two. <laughs> I, I think I'm thinking of the right person. Did, was it Jack Stubbs that fought in the Second World War? Um, you will definitely know more than me because that's just natural. Um, yeah, yeah, all that... I know is, are you googling? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I've got the right guy. Yeah, Jack Stubbs. He, he's built like a train. Yeah, I can see. I can see what he looks like. Yeah, I feel like, I feel like he. he Dave Mackay would be another one. Yeah, no Dave nonsense. A good one. Roy McFarlane when he wasn't old. Yeah, he's that's a bit true. more elegant actually, wasn't he? He wasn't gonna. A bit more class. Yeah, clatter someone. That's true. Yeah. Right, true. I've got another one for you, and it's a bit more of a serious. It's a bit more. It's a bit more of a serious. Oh, no. It's a bit more of a serious thing. So we're bringing it back up to the serious level. I've seen it debated on Twitter quite a bit. Should we bin Steve Bloomer's watching before kickoff? Yeah. Before the game? I, I, I think so. I mean, it's it's not great, is it? Um, you know, I've I've been lucky enough. I've got a couple of mates who support different teams around here, one of them being Villa. Um, and he gave me free tickets when Derby aren't playing. Um Went there, atmosphere before the game's great. And they've got, well, the song, well, they sang it against us at Wembley, didn't they? But it's like, hi ho, Aston Villa. And when you just say it out loud, it sounds so stupid. But when there's, what, 50,000 people singing it, the atmosphere is electric. It's- Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Picture the scene. All of your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order mug delivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Buzzing. Um, and Steve Bloom is watching does the opposite. And I think I, I like the poem. I think it's really good, but I don't think it's a pre-match thing. And I think both of them kill the atmosphere. I mean, Steve Bloom is watching is one of the weirdest pieces of music I've ever heard because I've never listened to music where the tempo changes gradually throughout, <laughs> but not in a normal way. Like it doesn't just gradually speed up or gradually slow down. It starts normal, slows right down, and then speeds up again at the end. It just makes no sense. It's just terrible. <laughs> it's really bad. I'd love for us to pick like not even an old song. Like, have you seen the stuff with like Ray Betis? Um, they have the stereo love, the one that's like, yeah, and they have the guy with like the um, the violin, and like the whole stadium's bouncing with him. 
Um, and I think AC Milan have something similar, but I, I can't pronounce the name of the song off the top of my head. Um, but they have a similar one where it's just it's just a normal song that they've kind of adapted to to the club. Um, and I think most of the best songs are normal songs that are adapted to clubs. I think apart from, I'd probably say Leeds, as much as I hate to say it, because their anthem is pretty good. Um, every other club that's got a good anthem is just a normal song. I mean, what do you Yeah. Reckon? No, I agree. I agree. I think it's it's definitely had its time. And it's a classic, and I almost think that we could we could kind of put it in a box to one side and and just leave it as kind of legendary status. But you're right; it's it's a weird song. No one can kind of clap in time. The PA system can't. I think it probably could get loud enough, but they then want to build up the crowd. It, mm. Yeah, it just doesn't it just doesn't work. And I think looking at some of these teams that have yeah have kind of took ownership of a song, um, you know, she- Sheffield Wednesday, they sing that song before, not Sheffield Wednesday, Sheffield United, sorry, um, sing the song before the game as well. Dare I say it, Forest have started doing it as well and it sounds okay. I think Arsenal do it as well. Yeah, like you say, they, they kind of take ownership of a song and it, it just sounds a lot, lot better. Um, so, yeah, I would like to I would like to see it changed. Uh, I can I can see it as part of the match day, but not right before, right before yeah. kickoff. I'd say. Yeah, I, I agree. I think it's a difficult one because this is something I've thought about for a while. I think in our fan base, we've got this weird thing where everything has to be individual and different. Like when you look at the chants that we've got, I know obviously there's, they're taken from other teams, but they're all so complex. Like every single one's got so many different lines and it, and it's the same with like songs. We have to have something bespoke. We have, have to have something really special. And in the end, it just ends up with us not having a lot at all. Yeah. And I, I think like Steve Bloom is watching. Yeah, it's cool. It's bespoke. But like before the game, a really slow clapping song about a bloke who played football for us 100 years ago, it doesn't really get people going. You know, it's not even like, like You'll Never Walk Alone isn't a, a quick song, is it? But you can sing it and it's got long notes and it's got strong notes. And when, when you listen to Steve Bloomer's watching, there's the bit at the end where everyone goes, Dobby Price, <laughs> Dobby. And everyone just stands in silence for the rest of it. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's, I don't know. I don't know. I was so Been passionate it. about this. <laughs> I didn't realize this is something I dislike that much <laughs> until just now. <laughs> Yeah, if anyone's got any song ideas, send it our way and we'll send it to the club. I know, I know a couple of people. We <laughs> we can send it to the right person, I'm sure. I'll tell you what is pretty cool. Um, over in, I think it's an NFL, it's either an NFL team or a college team, an American football team, but they come out to Enter Sandman by Metallica. Yeah. Yeah. And that's pretty cool. That that's be... pretty cool. Well, Darby, my dad tells me all the time, because every time I moan about Steve Bloom is watching, he tells me about the baseball ground because he's old. Um, and he he he, talk, he talks about they used to come out to the dam busters and like even that like dam busters it, it's you can see at least make noise that resembles the noise being made in the song yeah so even something like that I mean I I don't know how I think it might be a little bit outdated by now but it, it even something like that would be a step up I think yeah. Or we just need Robert Lindsay to do like a garage remix of Steve Bloom is watching that, you know, watching like, that. 
Sunderland till I die, where it's like yeah. EDM intensifies. <laughs> <laughs> the guy's like, nah, bit off the song. We need EDM. That's what I sound like right now. But can you imagine if we had like a, a dance song and everyone's sort of like bouncing? I mean, it won't happen because half the fan base is 90. But it's, it, can you imagine that sort of atmosphere? Especially on a yeah. as well. Yeah, and I think I don't know if there's a correlation between team performances and and uh, pre-match um, songs, but it does give you. I think it does. It doesn't. It doesn't mean something to the players. You know, you come out to that atmosphere. I, I reckon that adds an extra ten percent to your performance. I don't know, but if yeah. I was a player, it would. I mean, I'm not a player, so my opinion means nothing, but. If I was walking out onto that pitch and all the fans were in voice at once, say, for example, I was at Real Betis and they were all bouncing and you come out and you see that, as an opposition player, you'd be like, Jesus. And as a, as mm. a home player, you'd be like, come on, let's get into this. Let's get going. So, yeah, I, th- I think you're right. I think it would add an extra layer. So we have. It'd be good. It would be good. Sounds good. Yeah. You got another question for me? Uh, I'm just thinking, uh, I've got two written down here. They're a bit boring. Um, this is a great episode, by the way. I hope you're all enjoying this. Um, this is definitely not us on a, a Thursday night realising that we have no more time to record. <laughs> so just desperately trying to come up with something. Um, if this gets anywhere near the listeners of the last one, it'd be so funny. Um, but anyway, I've got one more question, right? Um in fact, two more questions. We could do it really quickly. So the first one is, who's the most overrated Derby player that you can think of? Cool. How long have you got? It's a hard one. Um, I would go for, because I think you've got, to talk, you've got to think about reputation, you've got to think about everything. And maybe I'm still not completely over it, but I think Claude Davis, because... Overrated. Everyone, he was awful. Uh, overrated. What? Well, wait a minute. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> overrated. The most. The most. Oh, what are you talking about? Are you saying underrated or overrated? I said overrated. Overrated. Yeah, Claude Davis. But no one rated him. You have to be rated yeah, the... to be overrated. He was hated. He was terrible. <laughs> yeah. What? Well, yeah. But when he first came in, everyone was like, "Oh, this is going to be like our." Oh right. Okay. Yeah, that's what yeah. I'm talking about. I'm trying to think about how you mean that question now, Jake. Um, so if I was going to say like a player that like most supporters or a, a wide range of supporters, oh okay, much higher than they actually are. Okay, all right. Johnny Russell already. Um, yeah, I'm trying to think. I mean, I've yeah, got... I was doing. I I was thinking before signing for Derby. Oh yeah. So um, whilst at Derby. I mean, Joe Wildsmith at the moment, maybe, but... um... Come on. on. (laughs) Let's not be silly. Let's not drive the three listed. Let's not do that. Um, No, tell me yours and I'll I'll keep having a think. Okay, so I think mine, 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 my one would be, and this is purely recent year biased, I would say Festiever Selling. Now, I think Festi, as we've mentioned already, is rapid. He's so quick. But he is one of the worst footballers I've ever laid eyes upon. Like, he genuinely just can't play football. Like, he can't cross. He can't shoot. He can't pass. His first touch is horrific. 
but he's he's really quick. And people used to talk about him like he was the second coming of Pele. When, from my perspective, all I could see was Adama Traore, but somehow with less ability. Uh, all he did was run. <laughs> I mean, he was good at that. Don't get me wrong. But the way people talked about him was that he was going to be, you know, the future of football. And I think the fact that he's he's moved on and he's he's struggled quite a bit and and barely got any game time, as yeah shown maybe he wasn't quite as good as we thought yeah i can i can take that i'm gonna say someone and you're gonna go no absolutely is it not is it no <laughs> no it's not really i i think hear me out jason knight Ooh, because i think everyone thinks he's a lot better than he is he was if he was if he was as good as everyone thought he he was and is he would have stood out like a sore thumb last season and he really didn't. And yes, I know, okay, he may have not played in his natural position, but still, I, I don't think he's in your top. I mean, he wasn't in my top five performers for the season. No, no same. I'm sitting here now and I'm thinking I'd rather keep Bird, probably Sibley overnight as well no i'm being serious i'm being serious i'm actually being <laughs> he's serious already, he's died on a desert island jamie you can't <laughs> you can't keep him <laughs> let me keep the body um but uh, yeah i mean i'm in the camp of if there is a sensible bid now that we've obviously triggered that extension it means we can get something for him i mm. think a sensible bid uh, and i i don't think he's I don't think he's going to be a great miss. In in all honesty, I don't know. What, I don't know what you think about that. Um, I I think right. Jason Knight's a weird player because I think technical ability wise, I don't think he's incredible. Now he's good. He's clearly a good player. He can pick a pass. He can put a good ball in. He's got decent feet, but he, he's decent, 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 decent. He doesn't have any standout attributes. His standout attribute is his energy, and I think that's why if he played at a higher level, I think he'd be all right because he could get by with the energy that he's got. Now, high-end championship, 100%. I reckon he could do it. But I think he'd play exactly the same role that he plays at Derby. I don't think he'd be a top-five performer. I don't think he's one of them where you'd look at him and go, brilliant. But I think he fits more in the James Milner sort of category of 7 out of 10, yeah. 6 out of 10 every week. Um, and yeah, I, I agree with you. I was honestly a little bit disappointed because I, I thought, I think we said it in the season review, didn't we? I think Chris gave him a nine, um, yeah. nine out of 10 for the season. And I was really surprised. I think he was surprised as well. I think I gave him like a seven and a half because despite the fact he's played out of position, he's, he's clearly got the ability to do more than he's done. So yeah, I'd I, I see where you're coming from. I know there's, there's people that talk about Knight like he's the best player on earth. And I'm sure there's people listening to this if anyone's got this far that, you know, think Jason Knight's one of the best players around. And again, it's a matter of opinion, isn't it? But I, I see where you're coming from. I do see where you're coming from. Um, but I guess the question I put to you next, uh, before we finish this shambolic episode, is most underrated. Most underrated. I'm let you go first, because I'm sure that you've got a player in mind and it'll it'll come to me. So I've got I've got a couple, actually. So my first one is one we spoke about a little bit on the pod last week, if anyone listened to that one, is Tom Ince. Now, Tom mm -hmm. Ince was really good for us. I looked through his stats the other day because we did the little clip, which made everyone very angry, apparently, um, about 
you know, how good he was. And he, his goals and assists for us were brilliant every single year. Like, his stats were great. And um, when my brother lives away at the minute because he's at uni, when he comes back, we always end up watching those, like, highlight videos and stuff. Like, you know when it gets, like, 11 o'clock at night and you just sat there watching Chris Martin all goals for Derby, like, compilation on YouTube or something like that. And it kept with the Ince one. And it was just watching it, like, this guy was brilliant. And maybe there's a little bit of nostalgia glasses there, but I remember at the time thinking, you know, he's a brilliant player and all the people around me hated him. They hated him. Yeah. They were like, you know, he he doesn't, they're like, oh, he doesn't work hard enough. Now, I never saw a player that didn't work hard. Yeah, his attitude probably wasn't amazing. Um, and there were times when, you know, he was clearly playing for himself, maybe a little bit over playing for the team. But I never thought he stopped running. Like, I can't remember any time when he like wasn't tracking back and, so I remember he gave a few penalties away because he was tracking back and he was just terrible at it. Um, and yeah, it's I, I always find that weird. I always think he's really underrated. Um, and I think my other one would be Jeff Hendrick when he played for us as well. I yep. think when it was like Hughes, Hendrick, Bryson, Thorne, I think Hendrick was unbelievable, especially the season after Wembley when, you know, Bryson, uh, Hughes did his ACL, didn't he? Um Oh, no, that was the season after that, sorry. But the, the season after Wembley and the season after that, I think Hendrick was the one that really stepped up. Um, and to be honest, I thought there were overall, he's possibly even better than Bryson after that Wembley season. I think he was probably a better player than Bryson was. And I think it showed by the fact that he went up to the Prem and did well for Burnley. And, you know, the others have struggled. Like He's had a much more distinguished Premier League career than Will Hughes. And yeah. everyone was saying, Will Hughes is better than him. So I think, yeah, Je- Jeff would be my one. I think he's a he's a player that, uh, when you look back, I think he was a lot better than people made him out to be. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I agree with that one. He's still under contract at Newcastle, isn't he? But I yeah. think he'll never, ever play no, there again. No chance. It's in- yeah. interesting to see where he ends up. I mean, he's pr- he's probably a championship player. I mean, would you have him Would you have him back? Stop yeah, talking about old players. Yeah. Don't bring him back. Yeah. <laughs> I'd have him back, though. Yeah. In fact, there's, there's another old player that I have back. He's available for transfer at the minute. It's called Mason Mount. Um, I wonder yeah. if he'd be up going back. Leave one to yeah. You imagine if... I think we'd all pull our hair out if uh, David Klaus came out with the 80 million pound. He's, <laughs> he's, he's Morris with hair. Um, <laughs> yeah, I've thought about mine. So my first one would be Shefji Kuchi. <laughs> I didn't realise he scored so few goals. <laughs> yeah, but he mean. he was he was class. Honestly, <laughs> I remember watching one game. I think did he play with Thomas? Was it Thomas Sifka? Sifka? Might have played. I yeah, I think they're the same time. I'm, I'm I think I'm thinking of a game, a specific game. But honestly, he was he was incredible for Derby. I find, I found two goals um, in twelve games for Derby in twenty ten. Th- there you go, exactly, prolific celebration. Um, it was very good. Yeah, it was very good. They even, I think they even added it to FIFA because of how good it was. <laughs> um, so yeah, I'd say I'd say him. I think he was he was underrated. I, uh, but that's probably just one performance, um, and also. Bradley Johnson. Yes, that's a good one. That's a really good one. Because he came in with that price tag 
And I think everyone held that against him. And actually, I think whenever he played for us, he played he played well. Um, so yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd I'd say I'd say Bradley Johnson, even though he called us Derby City. <laughs> I actually, when we were having loads of terrible times at Derby, he shared loads of Derby stuff. He retweeted a few of my things, and I messaged him. I had a chat with him, um, and it was pretty obvious he still loves Derby. Like he still loves the club, and even yeah. though he got such a Although he didn't have the best send-off, did he, after Wembley? And there were a lot of people who were like, oh, five million down the drain and, and stuff like that. And I remember he got tagged in a lot of tweets as well, which I thought was a bit unfair. Um, but he still clearly loves Derby and he loves the club. So, yeah. you know, for a player to have gone through those sorts of times with us and not have the most love from from the fans, for him to back us up when we really needed it the most, I thought was pretty good. I'm pretty sure he donated to the um, uh, Rams Family Fund as well, which is pretty good. So, yeah, yeah, good lad, Bradley Johnson. I like him. He's a good lad. Pity he got relegated with MK Dons, but <laughs> you know it happens, doesn't it? He was manager, wasn't he, for a period of time, like two was two he? games or something? God. I think so. I don't know how I missed yeah. that. God. Have you seen that um, George Thorne is now the assistant manager of St Neots Town? Yeah, I know. I did see that. I did see that. <laughs> I don't really know what to say to that. I was expecting you to tell me all about how he'd how he'd be a good assistant manager, but <laughs> I don't know if mind. he would. I don't know anything about it. <laughs> <laughs> he might be. He might be. But that's yeah, true. right, right. Let's end this. We've spoken long enough. Um anyone that's got this far, fair play, right? You're a Rams Talk Ultra. Um yeah. Thanks. We should put uh, something in here, like we'll give a giveaway at this point. If... Oh, do we do that? Okay, anyone, yeah. that's listening, anyone that's listening, right, and has got to this point, message Rams Talk Pod on Twitter or message myself or Jamie, and uh, Jamie will put you in a raffle to buy last season's Derby home shirt. Is that all right? Jamie will buy it with his own money. Um, yeah. Because, yeah, <laughs> I didn't say you to agree to that. <laughs> right, okay. If yeah, and I'll... I'll invoice you for half. You can't <laughs> like you can't like text all your mates after this going, oh message the <laughs> message the Rams talk. <laughs> no, okay. Like different accounts. <laughs> yeah, what's gonna be the what's gonna be the word? What's the, be the word, word they've got? If you message or tweet us the word the words Shefki Coochie. Yeah. Right. Uh, you have and you have to spell it, spell it right. Well. Yeah. yeah, yeah, you have to spell it right. If, if you if you send us that, then we will put you in a raffle, and I will not forget about this. And Jamie, I'll hold you personally accountable if we don't do this. Uh, you get put into yeah. a raffle, and um, yeah, we'll draw one. And we'll. Are there any Derby shirts from last year still available? I don't yeah, know. Probably. We'll get you something. We'll get you something. There's no shirt. I don't have time to check. Uh, yeah, we'll get. And Chef Shikuchi will deliver it. <laughs> we can't. We can't promise that. <laughs> he might. Um... <laughs> right. Okay. Right. Thank you, everyone, for listening again. If you get this far, uh, legend. Thank you so much. Um, we'll be back with a real episode next week. Um, I don't know how alive I'll be as I'll be coming back from holiday that day. Uh, so we will see. We'll see what happens. Um, but yeah, normal content will be resumed soon enough. I hope you enjoyed this one-off episode of me and Jamie talking like idiots for 40 minutes because we literally have no other content. Uh, if you did enjoy, please rate us as long as it's good. Um, and yeah, please do follow us on Twitter. We'd like to get you guys involved. We'll follow everyone back as well, uh, which is always nice. And if you like YouTube content, you can catch all the previous episodes on YouTube, uh, youtube.com slash at Rams Talk Pod. 
Right. Thank you so much for listening. And Jamie, thank you for joining me for this great episode. This is our longest ever episode, which <laughs> we... We were sat around going, how can we make 20 minutes of something work? Right, we're ending it. See you guys later. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.